It's Coalfield and Company. 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 Thank God it's. Yes, it's a Friday. Fourth of July weekend is on the way. I hope everyone you know has a, a good weekend and you know maybe even gets Monday off. That would be cool. Von Tobel's here. Cofield, Finley Toyota Studios. We're going to talk to Darren Millard about Stanley Cup Finals and the VGK offseason. We're also going to get into. It seems like the the one uh, you know big rivalry in the interleague play. That still has a lot of intensities, Yankees and Mets. So we're going to hit that at 3.30 with a guest as well. It's time for The Three, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. Yesterday was really exciting with the name, image, likeness. Because there were so many things coming down the line, and I was like, I hadn't even thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. Oh, that's a possibility. And then you start thinking, like, oh, can they do this, this, and this? This is going to be crazy. Then there's all the – then you've got all the people who are the college football guard – Older folks who I think are just kind of jealous and they they just can't. They're like, oh, players, this is ridiculous. It's going to ruin the game. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. One thing I do not know anything about, John, is the excitement over EA and the possibility <laughs> they could revisit the college kids' names. Like, what is that all about? So, with EA Sports and NCAA football, it got discontinued everything with Ed O'Bannon because uh, the thing that actually kind of sparked the O'Bannon deal was uh, playing the NCAA March Madness game and him realizing that one of the great teams <laughs> right of the past, it, it was him on it. Like, he was like, hey, that's me, and yet I'm not getting anything for this. And that was the thing, right? You know, you would have Johnny Manziel, but underneath it would just say quarterback number two. So you would clearly be playing with Johnny Manziel, but they would be doing everything to not actually use the name, but it would be the likeness of the player. And so now this opens the door because they were already talking about bringing NCAA football back, and it's already in process of coming back. But now this opens the door for actually using players. You know, back in the day when I would play, and I'm sure anybody listening who used to play, you could enter the names of players on your team. So you could go through rosters and you could put names in of actual players that were currently active at the time. But now this opens the door for actually using the players in terms of their names, their likeness, and everything when you're playing the game, right? And I'm really curious because from what I understand and trying to read up on it, Madden, for example, right, has all the likeness of every single NFL player, but they bargain and do all that stuff through the PA with EA and all that. And I guess this is a question for Justin, but like if these college players aren't going to be unionized in any way quickly, is this like individual players? Do you have to go to each player one by one? And see if you can get their name, image, likeness, and you know, cut them a check and that allow them into the game or how it works. But it definitely opens the door for the fact that this is a, a possibility and more money for these kids. Nova Home Loans brings you the three. It's a refi raid at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. There's only one way you're going to get through Starts to twist, be more like Chris. Pull your hat down tight and just let do it when that whistle blows and the crowd explodes and them pick up in a hat. Track Rock coming up in a couple of Saturdays. We'll have a pair of tickets in the next 25 minutes, so be listening for your chance right here on Cofield and Company to win some Garth Brooks tickets from ESPN Las Vegas. JVT's here, it's Cofield. Darren Millard's nice enough to uh, chime in. We got Fourth of July weekend coming up. We got Stanley Cup Finals game number three on the way. Darren, how you doing, buddy? 
I'll take some Garth Brooks tickets. All you need to do, uh, this is actually a lie, I would uh, cozy up with the promotions director. That's generally the way things work here at Lotus Broadcasting. Really? Yeah, you got to get, get a relationship with the right people, and then uh, you can get any tickets you want. That's how I get things done. It's been COVID since the whole time I've worked there, so I don't really even know anybody. Got to walk around the building, my friend. Not today, though. It's early out. So yes. By the way, don't take any of that advice from me because I don't talk to anyone, so I have no free tickets. Uh, <laughs> rarely free tickets. But you're you're a jovial guy. You're an affable guy. I think you're a shoo-in. Oh, I'm going to give it a shot. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. I'm going to give it my best. Uh, upwards. Get out there and give it my all. Okay. Maybe I've oversold it. You probably have no shot at Garth tickets, but some other tickets in the future. Uh, can I make the cheesy segue? What yep. shot? Do the Canadians have? They actually did show well at, at a lot of times, especially in that second period, except for the buzzer beater. Uh, the Canadians played good hockey in game number two. Well, I'll, I'll sell it this way. Remember the Colorado-Vegas series mm-hmm. was decidedly in the favor of the Avalanche in game one. Vegas was arguably the better team in game two, but lost, but took so much confidence from uh, bouncing back and uh, and being that better team in game two that when they got home, uh, turned the table and became uh, the series uh, leader and the series winner. So uh, will it, can Montreal win four straight against the Tampa Bay Lightning? That's a big ask against the defending champions. But based on the turnaround between games one and two and the adjustments that Montreal made, uh, I don't put it past Montreal to make this a series and, and make it uh, uh, put some doubt in the minds of, of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that's, that's what I'm looking at, because it, it, it follows the same type of script as what we saw in that second-round series between the Avs and the, the Golden Knights. But Darren, it's like it's somewhat deflating, right? Because it's not even just that like, they were the better team. Andre Vasilevsky has been awesome, and, and like I was looking at some of the even strength numbers to have him saving one hundred percent of the high danger chances that this team has generated. Like at some point, you're like, what is going on? Like, how do we crack this guy? No, it's it's to the point now where when you ask that question uh, that that we love to ask in hockey, one game, right. who's your goaltender? It's Andre Vasilevsky. And then there's some, um, okay, well, Carey Price has been all-world before. Uh, uh, we like him. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky has won a couple of business, but uh, isn't on form. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is the reigning best in trophy winner. Uh, love him. But, but uh, when it comes to, like, which guy you would take, it's, it's one guy, and it's a unanimous pick. Andre Vasilevsky is that one guy, and he's living up to that uh, that standard uh, as a uh, former Vezina Trophy winner and uh, a Stanley Cup champion. And right now, Andre Vasilevsky is the best goaltender in the world. Is there anybody like what is a performance from like a Braden Point or anybody else to take away the Conn Smythe from him if they if they win this series? Well, I, I think Point can definitely do it. So when when Rick McLeish. Uh, uh, won the, uh, uh, or sorry, Reggie Leach won the, uh, the, uh, con spike back in 1976. Uh, it was, uh, it was in a losing cause to the Montreal Canadiens. Philadelphia was actually going through a three feet, uh, back in the mid 70s. And they lost to the, to the vaunted Canadians, uh, who started their dynasty. Uh, but, uh, but when he won those, uh, won the con spike, he scored 10 goals in 10 straight games. Uh, that's basically what Braden Point, uh, came up one game short of. Uh, I, I think uh, when you when you put it historically, points uh, production and 
uh, his uh, comparison to to Reggie in the history marks. I think I think Point can win it. Uh, Kucherov uh, for the first three rounds was the best player in the playoffs, uh, and and uh, and was uh, putting up uh, numbers uh, that we we've, we've rarely seen before. So uh, I think it's a three horse race be- between those those three. Point uh, coming so close and 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 really putting himself in a category with with some of the games elite. And when you consider that not even uh, Gretzky or Lemieux ever did what what Reggie did, uh, uh, that uh, that I think that that point uh, can can definitely, if he has a strong couple of games to to close this thing out, can can take the the conspect away from Andre Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. I think too too many times, by the way, it goes to goalies, and I'm a yeah. goalie guy, but too many times it goes to the goalies. Darren Millard. Part of the VGK broadcast team and part of the Lotus family. He's going to get a lot of concert tickets coming up after that advice as he does the VGK Insider Show over on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Not to be negative in this whole thing, but we were just talking about the Suns potentially getting an asterisk. They won't. Uh, But if they win the title, oh, you know, everyone got hurt, so they went through an easier field. What is the deal with the -the over-the-cap stuff with the Lightning? Well, because Kucherov missed the entire year. Uh, his he was a long term injury, so that uh, that huge cap number didn't count against the salary cap. So they were able to add players at the deadline and and play with uh, uh, with uh, uh, a number that when Kucherov came back in the Stanley Cup playoffs is somewhat artificially high. Uh, it's not the first time that it's happened, but uh, and and players have been on long term injury, and the league has looked at it before. But uh, uh, it's it's. Fishy if you want to be negative and you want to be a conspiracy theorist. I can say this, that, that John Cooper and the Tampa Bay Lightning, wouldn't, it wasn't their desire to finish third in the Central. It wasn't their desire to play all year without uh, an MVP uh, caliber player. And uh, it, was not their, it was not Kucherov's intention to throw away a year of historical numbers, like like not play at all in the National Hockey League. So uh, I understand where people point to it and go that there might be some some uh, fishy stuff going on. But uh, when when you compare it to playing with him or playing without him and uh, giving yourself the best path uh, towards the Stanley Cup by finishing as high as you can, uh, they, they wouldn't have done that unless there was something legit. And the National Hockey League did keep an eye on it, and they were monitoring it, and they were in touch with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so, uh, and the, the final thing in this, you think the agent is going to say, sit, sit back and say, okay, you can keep my MVP caliber player uh, off the sidelines and, and just for the greater good of the team, not a chance. The agent would be the first one squawking and they weren't squawking. Let's talk some uh, off season moves so far. Cause uh, we're getting some action already. Uh, Erickson Eck with a wild good deal. Eight years, 42 mil, I guess. Good for him. Good deal. Uh, I like it. I think that there's some potential there. Uh, he was a real force uh, for them uh, and had a kind of an up and down year at times. Like it, was, uh, it, was, it was like my kids were regular. It was either all or nothing. <laughs> it's crank 10 or, or, or zero. Uh, but uh, when, when, he was, uh, when he was counted on in that first round series, he, he was a real force. Uh, against the Golden Knights and was a storyline in that uh, in that series. So uh, I think it's uh, it's a really strong deal uh, for the for the Minnesota Wild and gives them some uh, some legitimate uh, uh, lasting cost certainty uh, up the up the middle and up front. What about the Kings deal for Arvison from uh, the Predators? I think it speeds up uh, LA's uh, 
turnaround and gives them a potential 30-goal score. He's done it twice in his career. He scored 25 the last couple of years, but they were shortened uh, seasons uh, to 25 total. I think there's more there. Uh, he's under contract for the next uh, three years, and I think it sort of sets the bar as far as what teams are going to do to try and uh, peddle their players that they could lose in the expansion draft. Uh, they get a second and a third-round pick and, uh, and from the uh, – uh, uh, the Los Angeles Kings. So I, I think that uh, they, they moved a player that they weren't going to protect in the expansion draft, and they get a second and third back. Uh, what I also think that David, David Poyle's a big, uh, likes the big moves. Uh, General manager has been around longer than anybody. Uh, I think it sets up with $20 million cap space. I think it, uh, it arranges Nashville for a potential run at a Jack Eichel. Oh, okay. Well, that's a name yeah. that a Knights fans have been talking about an awful lot. Uh, yeah. Our buddy Adam Hill, a million dollar player, you got to have cap space. And of they, course, right now they got they, Nashville's got cap space. Of course, and I'm sure the Knights are going to be you know looking at someone or two if they're going to make a run at Eichel. Yeah. They're going to need to yeah. open up cap space, uh, regardless of you know say the Knights just. They, they run it back. They go into next year. Our buddy Adam Hill was saying, hey, remember, we're going back to the old alignment. Uh, we know, you know, the Oilers can be good. Uh, you know, <laughs> McDavid's awesome. Adam's case was that going into next year, VGK is actually going to be the biggest favorite within a division of all the teams atop a division. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be even close wow. uh, with uh, with favorites uh, to to win the division. I mean, just look at the draft lottery and how many teams from the Pacific were in the draft lottery, yeah. and you go, okay, um, uh, this should not be uh, uh, up for debate. Now, uh, Tampa, I didn't think would uh, would finish third in the Central this year, uh, but they got a strong bounce back from from Florida and a pushback from Carolina, so things can happen. I don't see uh, I don't see a team outside of Edmonton if they got a blue liner and and got all the saves uh, that they're supposed to get. Uh, I don't see anybody outside of Edmonton being able to push the Golden Knights at all for for the regular season in Pacific Division. And uh, to that point, I think that there's probably a chance that the Golden Knights, uh, if you ever finish first in Pacific next year, is probably going to face a team from the Central Division in the crossover. Uh, won four teams in, in the Pacific to have more points, uh, just as many points a fifth place team in the, in the Central is going to be an ask. Darren, we appreciate it. You're breaking up a little bit there. Um, oh, I'm not even moving. No, no, no. You're, you're good. I'll, I'll ask you real quick. Uh, what do you as a Canadian do for the 4th of July weekend? Uh, well, my family's going back to Canada tomorrow. Really? So, uh, I'm, I'm clearing the deck here. Wow. And got a fun I'm, pass. I'm planning to go to Tokyo uh, in a week. Uh, yep. I'm going to go there, uh, head off to Tokyo for the Olympic Games. And Get out of here. So it's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, just a lot of planning going on right now. Oh, wow. All right. Now we've got an Olympic yeah. correspondent you'll be calling in, and uh, it'll be, of course, you'll be calling us. We're not going to pay the bill. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. To- have you been to Tokyo before? I have not. Holy shnikes. Well, what a trip. Have you? No, never. No. It's 16 hours. So oh. uh, from right now, you give me 16 hours ahead. Uh, what time will it be when I'm joining you from Tokyo? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the mathematician on Cofield and Company? Uh, Google. Uh, on the <laughs> spot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Please. By the way, 730 in the morning in Tokyo. So, Darren, you work for those concert tickets you want? Yeah, you want those concert tickets? You're calling. Let's go. <laughs> morning spot. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Well, have a good time, man. That sounds like a freaking... Yeah. 
Awesome trip. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, water polo and beach volleyball are my events. So let's go. <laughs> Wait, are you are you actually you're doing the calls for some of the uh, for some of the events? Yeah, I'm doing and uh, some uh, some Olympic Channel reporting and uh, doing uh, a lot of that stuff. So it's 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 going to be awesome. All right. I'm looking well, forward to it. Now it was kind of serious. I think we may have to track it down because sure. we do want to we want to hear from you at least once during the trip. That would be really let's cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's do it. Let's set it up. Thanks, man. Have fun on the trip. We'll talk to you. Be good, guys. See you. I guess I should know that he's in the building. I had no idea he was doing the Olympics. <laughs> I thought he was just going to watch it. Right. That's what I thought. I'm like, hey, that's cool. Yeah. It's great. Good vacation. Wait, I'm working. All right. I work on vacation. Do you say water polo? Yeah. What do you think? I like. I, there's. You will never catch me looking for water polo, right? Like in times like this. Mm-hmm. But during the Olympics, like I, I'll watch almost everything. Yeah. It's just. It's really cool to watch. If you, if you catch it, you'll watch it. Yeah. 100%. What's better, water polo or lacrosse? Because they're the same thing. I like water polo. Do you? Something about them like kicking their legs all the time. It's an amazingly. I it's yes. the endurance to do it. Yes. Like I, you know, in my little pool that goes as deep as like five feet, I'm gassed after like taking 11 jumpers in a row I was with my little basket. And these guys are just swimming the whole time and I, whipping the ball at each other's head. They took Diego swimming for the first time. And like I'm sitting there trying to show him how to swim and everything like that. I'm like paddling. I'm not even gassed, but I'm just like paddling like a polar bear. I was like, I like I kind of forgot how to swim. It's hard. Right. Especially when you're, you know, and I'm not saying you're out of shape, but, you know, you're out of shape. Want to be part of the show? Tweet at Steve Cofield or call 702-364-1100. Cofield and Company. Cofield and Company. Yankees suck! The Yankees really suck! The Yankees really, really suck! The Yankees! The loser. The Yankees! Loser, loser. Really oh, we'll get to the Yankees. It's not been good. Uh-huh. It's, it's not been good. At all. We'll get to Otani as well. But guess what time it is? It's time to give out those Garth Brooks tickets. First caller with the correct answer, 364-1100, Trivia question. You know, Garth Brooks actually is a a big baseball guy, big baseball fan. He's been in spring training with several MLB teams. Which Major League Baseball team was the first to sign Garth to take part in spring training? Which team was the first to sign Garth Brooks? To take part in spring training. 364 364-1100, 364-1100. Ari is waiting. All right, Daniel McCartan, WFAN, is on the horn as we'll get into the Yankees and the Mets. And I, I really think one of the interleague series that actually counts now, I'm not sure that most of them have much sizzle. Danielle, how you doing? Hey, uh, I don't know about that song. Where did you did you write that yourself? Did you sing that yourself? Where you know did you what? Find that? You know what's funny? It's an old song. Uh, and that's actually a really old rejoin. Uh, our vast sound crew keeps everything. So yeah. that is, I'm guessing, circa like 2008. That's an oh old one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, I have the answer to the trivia question. Can I win the Garth Brooks tickets? <laughs> uh, no, you cannot. No, you cannot. Please. You cannot. You cannot. All right. So, first of all, um, well, let's set it up by this. Because John, John's actually an Angels fan. He's a, he's about the biggest Otani fan I know. Um, the I Yankee, send shirtless pictures to Steve of Otani all the time. So. Yeah, he actually does. He will text me shirtless pictures of Otani and his wide shoulders and his muscles. Oh, uh, yeah, he he loves. Him. Well, he loves him. I just said it. Danny. He really likes him. All right. The Yankees have not been a great team this year. They've been a 500 team, but it really that game scoring seven in the first, destroying Otani, and then losing. That's where it really became an unraveling situation around New York. 
Yeah, you know, I was at the game actually, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, it was like three rain delays. It, 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 I don't know if the game tonight's going to start on time either, and they're talking about a rain out for tomorrow already. So the subway series might be derailed a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, you think about it. I, first of all, I don't know what's going on at Yankee Stadium where they the lines to get into the stadium. Me and my friend were in the line for about forty minutes to what? get into the stadium. Yeah, really? uh huh. I, I put up a picture. I, I tweeted a picture of it. It was ridiculous. So we didn't really get to see much of Shohei Otani. To be honest, I was so oh excited God, to see him. Wow. We already, we got in. It was already two nothing Angels, and then we saw maybe like two batters, and then they yanked him. So there goes that. So I got a huge problem with it. The Yankees are selling full capacity tickets, <laughs> and by the way, the stadium was only about fifty seven percent because I looked fifty percent of fifty seven percent of tickets were sold. If they're selling full capacity, they should have all the workers there at full capacity too. It's a little bit ridiculous, and so so we missed much of the game, and then there were two rain delays, and you know what? We left, so we, we luckily, I guess, didn't see the end of that game. But a walk-off Grand Slam or oldest Chapman, are you kidding me? My question really is, uh, when did Livka get added to the uh, payroll there? Squeezing Otani like that in the first inning. What's happening here? Say it again, I'm sorry? No, I think it was a bad joke. Regardless, let's well, let's go to this. Uh, I'll ask you this. Uh, Mad Dog uh, had a pretty good rant, uh, and Boone was at the center of it. The uh, the line of mm-hmm. management, Aaron Judge, of course, getting the day off against Otani with a likely rain out the next day. Uh, what have you made uh, of the hubbub around Boone and his job up to this point? Yeah, uh, Aaron Boone's on the hot seat. I mean, me and others are not afraid to say it. I mean, you, you nailed it right there. How do you sit Aaron Judge knowing, and it was a rain out the next day. It was predicted to be a rain out the next day. So how do you sit him? Uh, he was just on with um, Carton and Roberts, my colleagues here at the Fan in New York, and he basically said that it was kind of a conversation, and that's, that's how it went. And when they asked if, if Aaron Judge tried to, to lobby for his job back, you know, his, his job that day to get in the lineup, he said, oh, I'm not going to go into the details of the conversation. So this has been like uh, it's just a mic. It's now on a national, uh, you know, standpoint. Otani Judge, would you want to see that? But it's just something, something that's been going on uh, that has been his mo. A player gets hot, he sits. I remember John Carlos Stanton was on fire, believe it or not, and and he sat him, and then like it kind of derailed him a little bit. So um, you know, it's just that um, some of the decisions he makes are just really just head scratching. So for example, listen, if they don't make the playoffs this year, he's out, done. I thought he was going to be sooner, but Hal Steinbrenner gave him a gigantic vote of confidence as well as the GM. So I think if the Yankees do not miss, uh, make the playoffs, everybody's out. On the Cashman side, listen, I don't think they've done a great job with the minors and scouting in recent mm-hmm. times. You get them on, get on them about that. I think the Stanton deal, you know, in the end was a stupid deal. They didn't need to go out and deal for a big hitter. But is Cashman just doing what the Steinbrenner kids want him to do? Yeah, so the John Carlos Stanton thing, from the beginning, I was opposed to it because yeah. the contract was too long, it was too much money, and they already had a prototypical player just like him in Aaron Judge. Okay, so that was the thing. And that has handcuffed the Yankees for many years to come. Who gave out that contract? Brian Cashman. And, um, you know, he won one World Series with this team. And, you know, if Tina talks about dynasties and championships, he won one. And he won it with Gene Stick Michaels' team. By the way, Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada, all those guys. Cashman didn't find those guys. Gene Stick Michael did. So um, I think uh, a lot of people try to point to the Gio Urshelos of the world, and they say, oh, well, you know, he found Gio Urshela. He's a great player. Yeah, he has. But what the Steinbrenners have, have put on him and placed on him, the fact that they are not going over the next luxury tax threshold. He's working within his constraints. 
but they are constraints that he set up for himself years ago. And, and not to mention the Severino deal, he hasn't seen the field. Aaron Hicks deal, he hasn't really <laughs> seen the field either. And all this stuff, Brian Cashman has handcuffed himself to be in this situation. And, you know, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, he is also on the hot seat for me. And, and I know people are like, are you kidding me? I would die to have Brian Cashman as my GM. Good. You know what? You take him. I, I honestly believe that the game has kind of passed him by a little bit. Look at the race, what they're doing there. Look at the Red Sox. Everybody thought they were dead to last, dead to whatever that expression is. And they're what? 20 something games over 500 this season? So, um, you know, I think the game, I think uh, Brian Cashman has been out money balls and it's, uh, it's time for a change. Just it, because the, fun, the, the way that this roster is constructed is fundamentally incorrect. I talked about it before the season started, and here we are. Danielle McCartan's with us. She's a host on. WFAN, you got the Subway Series coming up uh, a little later. She said uh, maybe delayed tonight because of weather. This the this series is still a massive deal, and I think it's a really big deal this year because the Mets were playing good baseball. Now the Mets are reeling a bit, but there's there's still a buzz about this interleague series, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's among friend friend groups or more of anything. Like everybody like taunts each other and stuff. But you know what? I, I like it. I enjoy the Subway Series. It gets people really riled up. I can't wait to be on the radio uh, tomorrow night. You know, while this is all going on, gets people riled up. I mean, in this year, usually the Yankees kind of have dominated. I don't, I don't know the, the stats, but you know, the Mets typically aren't typically aren't good. But here we are. Roles are reversed. The Mets are in first place. The Yankees are looking like they're out of it. So that's not a normal position for the Yankees fans to be in. But it's a fun time. Um, people still care about it. Players love it. Uh, playing against the crosstown rivals, you know. But I, I, it's just a fun. It's just a fun weekend for baseball here in New York for sure. What is the bigger story? The Yankees' disappointing season or Jacob deGrom dominating Major League Baseball? Uh, I get more calls on the radio about how the Yankees are just, wow. you know, done, dead to last. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, Jacob deGrom is it's historic. Every time he takes the mound, you have to make sure that you watch because he's the best player of my generation anyway. And people say, oh, what about Greg Maddox? Well, I was like, Seven when Greg Maddox was in his prime. So, like, Jacob deGrom is my Greg Maddox. Um, I think he's amazing. And, uh, and I know we talked about it, but did you guys see him wrestling in the outfield? Yeah, I did, and I saw a lot of people flipping out about it. Yeah, I mean, we got some shoulder <laughs> impingement here, lap right, muscle right. there. What are you doing pinning, a, 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 like, a wrestler, somebody in the outfield? Like, sit down. Like, we don't need that. Just sit down. Imagine, imagine Mets fans' heads just exploding that they find out that he, you know, he, he pulled some sort of muscle wrestling in the outfield. Danielle, what are you doing for the weekend? What are you doing for the fourth weekend? Uh, working. Honestly. No! Well, you got the radio yeah. show, yeah, so I guess you can't go crazy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, maybe we'll see what the weather's like. It's supposed to be really crappy here, so maybe Sunday I get out in my backyard in the pool and, and grill and stuff, but uh, for the most part, I'm working. i got a couple shifts this week, three or four coming up. What, uh, what would be your top choice to throw on the grill? Hmm. What's your specialty? Because I know you love you love cooking Italian, but you're not going to be making you're not going to be baking anything on the grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm more of a uh, I, I go for Nathan's hot dogs, and we know we have the, uh, the Coney Island uh, oh, hot yeah. dog eating contest coming up. But yeah, hot dogs or maybe grilled chicken is my okay. go-to. Nathan's uh, not sabrettes, huh? Yeah, no, no, not sabrettes. Nathan's All right. only. All right, good deal, good <laughs> deal. There you go. Hot dog connoisseur and uh, baseball expert out of New York, WFAN, Daniel McCartan. <laughs> Daniel, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, of course, Steve. Thanks. There you go. Should be on a couple times this weekend on FAN.
This this when these two teams are good and they're both good, they're not great. And the Mets have kind of fallen apart here. It actually it is very intense. Baseball, I think of uh even more so than football is actually the it's the has the most passion in the New Jersey, New York area, as I love to call it. I was reading a story today in the New York Post. You know, these teams met in the 2000 World Series, and I remember, you know, I'm a fan of the Yankees, and I remember how nervous I was. Even though the Yankees had won multiple titles before that, I'm like, this all unravels if they lose to these idiots. Can't lose and Mets fans will talk about it forever. And the story was talking about, hey, what would have happened if the Yankees had lost that series? Um, suggestions that Steinbrenner might have topped the Rangers' record $252 million bid for Alex Rodriguez, and then it would have had Rodriguez for, like, freaking, like, 14 years. Um, says, with or without A-Rod, uh, Big George may have been tougher on Jeter in negotiations and busted his horns a little bit. I don't know if that means Jeter leaves. And it also says, if they had lost to the Mets, and then they lost the next year to the Diamondbacks, that there's a possibility that Joe Torre and Cashman would have been fired back in 2001. Which, yeah, if you if you follow the Yankees and you know the way Steinbrenner operated, like that's Steinbrenner's like he's he's like the out of control. Um, I mean, I it's I'm not uh, it's not a, it's not a great comparison, but it's kind of like the way I feel that Bill Foley operates, where it's like we need to win, all right, and if that means. That guys are going to go bye bye. Now, Steinbrenner was out. I mean, it was like, it was firing managers and freaking, you know, making stupid trades for years before that. The, you know, the, we, we actually got into it yesterday or yesterday, two days ago with Candy talking about Jay Buhner for freaking Ken Phelps, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the mood around the organization has changed. Uh, his kids are just not, they're just not that into it. They just don't have the same temperament, they just don't have the same competitive fire. Yankees! Every time I do this, you look at me you're like, like, you're like shut like, up, the, I'm an Angels fan. The Angels won uh, the 2002 World Series. That was it. Uh, the other peak is losing to the Yankees, I think, in the ALCS, what, a couple years ago, whatever it was. Uh, was it 2009, the year that they won? Uh, ridiculous. Uh, James was our winner. Garth Brooks tickets. Garth Brooks tickets are still available. Go to Ticketmaster.com. Of course, the show is on July 10th. That's the uh, mega weekend Next weekend, so go to Ticketmaster. There are tickets. I was looking. There were some uh, decent tickets upstairs, and you can get in for less than a hundred bucks. Go see Garth Brooks, like uh, James will. He's a lucky winner right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. Today is your last day before the hot dog eating contest. The biggest sporting event of the year. Uh, we are the number one show in the country in terms of intensity, and it's like true intensity when it comes to the hot dog eating contest. We're on challenge. We've done hot dog pregame shows around Nathan's on the 4th of July. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Yeah, anyone who's listened to the show over the years knows we love the uh, Nathan's contest. Fourth of July, we've done hot dog pregame shows. Actually, the guy we have coming on was uh, was on, I think, a post show one time. He's one of the best competitive eaters in the world. He's in the Nathan's. He's in New York right now. He lives in Chicago. He used to live out here in Vegas. We're fired up to have uh, Juan Rodriguez on with uh, Cofield and Company. What's up, buddy? Hey, my man. Good to hear from you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I was. Uh, I was looking around to see, you know, what was going on with you in terms of, uh, you know, your ranking and all the stuff that's going on in MLE, and I was so fired up to see that you're back 
at the Nathans. You're in New York. So uh, set this thing up. Set this thing up. Like, what's it like the next couple of days as you get ready for the hot dog eating contest on Sunday? Uh, well, there's a, there's a lot going on now. I, um, we're trying to take it nice and easy. My wife now, my now wife also competes with us. So we're just laying low right now with some of the eaters, just eating light, staying on liquid diets, essentially. And, you know, just getting our, our capacity up to, up to snub. So we're doing some stretches here and there in the <laughs> hotel and any, and obviously any media obligations, you know, just resting, you know, doing whatever we got to do, just mentally preparing ourselves as well. We're just, we're really excited to be back after missing last year, last year due yep. to you know the pandemic and everything. So I'm just I'm jazzed. I don't I don't I know I look I know I'm not going to win. <laughs> Guess what? I'm going to have a blast on stage and I'm going to entertain the hell out of everybody doing it. So um, my wife, on the other hand, she's got a great shot of winning the women's contest. So yeah, that's, that's uh, a whole other. Thing. I want to get into that. I want to I want to set that up here in a couple minutes. Uh, tomorrow, yeah. you guys eat what? Like tomorrow's the day before. Do you nothing? Do you starve yourself? What do you do? Uh, personally, I'll eat very, very, very light, okay. you know, maybe some salads, um, easy digestible foods, you know, fruits, maybe, maybe a protein shake here and there, nothing too heavy. That's going to you know take time to really process and go through the body. Um, babe, what about yourself? Straight vodka all day long. <laughs> I know you're lying. It's, it's, it's <laughs> uh, you know, high calorie, but, uh, you know, doesn't take up a lot of room. Uh, no, I mean, I do the same protein bar in the morning. We eat very light. Um, I, unlike Juan, will actually fast from around 5 p.m.-ish. I don't actually eat any food. I will do, like, what runners do or marathon runners do. We do, like, the protein goose or the protein jelly beans um, just to make sure that, like, I don't, like, walk out on stage. And I'm like, hey, everybody. All right. Because um, I know Juan going back, and I know Juan's been doing it a long time. When did you start getting into competitive eating? Well, yeah, I'm a relative newbie. This will be my, my fourth year um, doing the contest. So, I knew. How did you know that you could eat at this level? I Honestly, it, I, which is ironic now, given the vodka joke, but, you know, when you go out, like, in college, and you, like, have, like, way too many beers, and you're like, oh, guys, let's get pizza and wings, and then you go home, and, and maybe people have one or two slices, I would sit there and dust off what everybody else didn't eat. And everyone was like, what is wrong with you? Like, you, do you have a tapeworm or something? And uh, eventually that happened enough times that people were like, dude, you, sh- you should try competitive eating. And I was like, competitive wedding? Uh, and uh, I looked it up and, well, here we are. <laughs> your, your record for pizza is 29 slices in 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those are rough slices too. Yeah, that was a bad. Those one. those are those are like Chuck E. Cheese slices that have sat out in the sun for a while. <laughs> <laughs> then I would assume that includes crust too, right? Would that be the hardest part to do? Oh yeah, yeah. you don't you don't get to be like yeah. mm, the crust isn't good. I'm gonna push it to the side. They're like, okay, you get credit for nothing though. Do you uh, when to finish off the crust? Do you dip the crust, or are you allowed to dip the crust? I think we were able to. We were dipping. We were dipping everything. I, think, I thought. Uh, yeah, there was a point where it was just so dry. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we we were each slamming our those pizza in the cups. It was rough. That was a rough one. All right. So who wants to be the spokesperson on this one? How did you guys meet? Uh, she's more eloquent spoken than I am. Yeah, she, <laughs> she um, Juan is a social butterfly. In case you can't I tell, know. I know. Um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> so whenever a new eater, male or woman, would would qualified to go to Nathan's, he would reach out and be like, welcome to the family. If you need me tips, like, let me know. And so we had started kind of chatting 
and we connected largely because we were both in fitness. So, like, I, at the time I was doing a bodybuilding, I was training for bodybuilding, and, um, you know, I'm, I was a trainer, and, and, and so we would chat. And uh, all my girlfriends were like, oh, you're talking to this guy a lot. I was like, whoa, 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 this guy is a total tool. Like, I'll maybe sleep with him, but I'm definitely, like, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> and, and then we meet, and we had our first hug, and I was like, uh-oh, oh, no, this is not good. Oh, wow. Uh, and not only did we not sleep with each other, but, but then, yeah, now, now, we're, married. now we're goddamn married. <laughs> there you go. I mean, we definitely slept with each other now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you consummated it. Uh, you know, we we know Juan Rodriguez going way back. I know Sarah, his wife, is on with us. They're they're both in the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. All right, I'm going to give you. I want you to stay on, Sarah, because I got a question for you. But no cussing, okay? And this may be a cussing topic. I oh. I really follow the stuff, and I got to tell you, there's a storyline here, and I don't think the dorks on ESPN are going to know about it. Um, oh, no. I, dude, I got to go here, okay? Journalism. No, no I got no, to go here, all right? So, you know, we know that Juan in the past was with Mickey Sudo. Mickey's out. Now, Mickey's with another guy. He's a competitive eater. Yeah. You, Sarah, you got to be max motivated with Mickey out. You have to win this freaking thing because the, yeah. the competitors haven't done beyond, like, 18. The other women haven't done beyond 18. You can do 20-plus. This would be so awesome. I love how passionate he is. I, I, I mean, freaking love it. There's... There's another woman who usually takes second. Yes. Her name is Michelle Lesko. Lesko, she yep. Is a fa- yeah, she's a fabulous theater. Yes. She is, the crazy thing about her, and I, you see this with the kind of the higher ranks, too, yeah. you can see crazy inconsistencies. So she could, she had a year where she was like 31, and then, but she's been doing practices that have been low in the 20s. Mm. But she has crazy skill. And yet, do I have this teeny fantasy where I'm like, Hell yeah, that pink belt looked real good on my shoulder. Sure, <laughs> but but yeah. I'm also a realist. I know what I, what I can do. All I'm trying to do is hit a PR. If I friggin' win, am I gonna like lose my? Okay, you said no swearing. Yeah, am please. I gonna lose my proverbial mind? Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm I'm a realist. I just want to. As long as I hit a PR, I'm happy. If I do less than second, though, I'm gonna burn the place down. <laughs> <laughs> What's your personal record? Right now it's twenty three. Okay, well that then yeah, then if, if I mean if Lesko is doing eighteen like she did a year ago, then you're on the running. Do we know what's the uh, by the way, what's the weather like? Do we know? It's actually beautiful. Right now it's looking like <laughs> seventy four, seventy five wow. with a forty percent chance of rain. Uh, I don't know the humidity wise, but it's nothing like twenty exactly. twenty nineteen was all Ridiculous. god off. Yep. Yeah, there were just 90 degrees, 90% humidity. It was rough. So I'm looking forward to a nice little cool day, perfect eating conditions. Let it rain. Please, God, let it rain. Yeah. <laughs> so god, I, I hope. I have a question for you guys. One of my my forays into eating competitively, it wasn't really, I was challenged to eat seven hot dogs in 11 minutes. And the thing that surprised me was not so much eating that many hot dogs. Oh, yeah. It was the repetitive taste. Like by the time I got to the fifth yep. or sixth hot dog, I actually find myself gagging, not from like the capacity, but from the taste of the hot dog. Like what's that like yep. for you guys in terms of taste? How do you fight through that? You know, so it's interesting. We're actually dealing with this this year. So my capacity right now is crazy good. Like I should be hitting, I should be hitting 30, but the problem is I'm hitting such a wall. The grease repetitive flavor is gnarly. And so that's why you see when, you know, people use all different flavors of cups and they're dumping in Gatorade and, you know, they're trying to drown that flavor out essentially. 
Um, this year, I actually even bought like anti-nausea gum, um, cough drops because, wow. yeah, it's crazy. Like whether it's seven or you're doing, which, I mean, how the hell is, I don't know how Joey does 70. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's crazy. like, no, this is great. I could eat another. But for the rest of us, yeah, no, we feel that same thing. We do it on a more extreme level. But, yeah, the, the repetitive taste thing is, that, that's why people use Gatorade and use Crystal Light and things like that. Anything that you can do to make that flavor go away. And it, it never leaves. Yeah. It's always haunting and just hanging out there no matter what. Oh, no matter yeah. if it's the dog or the 25th dog, it's still there. Nathan's contest going down on Sunday. Husband-wife duo in. You know, we know Juan Rodriguez. Now we got his wife, Sarah, who's getting into the stuff. She's on with us. So, Juan, have you talked to Sarah about the crowd? Because, uh, Sarah, I can't imagine you've ever eaten in front of a crowd like this. Uh, well, yeah, no, oh, yeah, so this, this is, is my fourth, fourth year, man. Oh, it is your fourth. Okay, my bad, my bad. So well, you guys tell me, and, you know, you choose who wants to speak. Like, how big is the fact that, you know, the last year was terrible. You, you, you know, you'd had no crowd. Um, <laughs> well, what is it like being in front of that many people trying to concentrate? And we're talking about the smell and the feel and all, all that stuff. Um, you know, I remember my first year being, like, feeling fantastic and then I felt overwhelmed at a point but then after that it's just like I feed off of the the crowd and nice. I could be feeling awful I could be wanting to stop and then I hear Sarah or I'll hear the crowd and it's like just keep going just keep going don't stop and also it also plays into who may be eating next to me they're you know like if, if I see you know like they're moving you know like how they're eating or how well they're doing I'm gonna you know pick it up I'm gonna keep trying I'm gonna keep you know regret I'm gonna regroup and I'm gonna finish strong there's because trust me there are moments where you you just think to yourself why the f am I doing this? <laughs> but then but then you're like oh no because I'm one of the best in the world and you know there are other people who think they could be here but they can't and I am so I got you know you just you got to regroup and just finish as best you can. I mean so I just I love the crowd and the energy. I'm so glad that we're gonna have some form of a crowd as opposed to being in that warehouse like they were last year. Yeah, I I love it too. I mean I remember being a little bit off but maybe my my first year but the truth i mean you probably because they don't show the women on espn because right. they freaking hate us they only put us on espn three because women are second class citizens don't get me started <laughs> but every year when i come out most of the women don't do anything when they walk up to the stage right. i however i'm just like one more bite here like my first year i had under my shirt under my jersey i lifted up my jersey and i had another shirt that said i heart wieners and then the uh, next year brilliant. i had a shirt on that said i heart buns or i heart big buns and then i dropped my pants and my underwear said big buns on them nice i like to have a good time the crowd enjoys it um and again i'm i'm just like one though i guess i have a better shot this year because again hashtag #joey but mm-hmm. i have a better shot of actually winning but um I go out there and like I I want the crowd to get psyched up. I want them to be jazzed to watch the women eat, and I definitely want them to be like, "Who the hell was that girl that had big buns on her underpants? And why did I just see a, a like a yeah. giant booty out in my face?" You know, like that's a good time and for it me. Was free. And it was free. That's true. Yeah. Hey, you're here to make money and get more contests and uh, you know achieve uh, greatness. So why not go out and promote yourself? It's fun stuff. That's right. Exactly. Well, you guys are great. I love this story where, you know, we're big fans of Juan. And, uh, Sarah, I apologize. I, you know, I didn't know uh, how competitive you are, but you were great on the spot. And if you win, we got to get you on soon. I, I hope you win. And I hope Juan, I, Juan you know, I'm not going to say I want you to win, but Joey's ridiculous. I hope you eclipse yeah, your yeah. record, get past like 35 would be awesome. I hope yeah, both of you guys have a exactly. big day. That's what I want. I just want a personal best. And wherever it places me, it places me. You know, on 30 days' notice to train as hard as we did, 
I'll be super happy with a PR. And, you know, we've, we've been killing it the last 30 days. And Saturday, Sunday will just be the culmination of all that training. So good, good either for you way, guys. we'd love to come back on. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Well, have fun. Good luck on Sunday. We appreciate the time. Hey, thank Absolutely. you so much. Cheers, guys. Okay, see ya. There you go. Sarah Rodriguez, Juan Rodriguez, one more bite. He's up on Twitter. Yeah, I didn't know about his wife. The Chicago Tribune did a story on them, and she's quite the eater. She's quite the personality, as you heard. You know what I was thinking of when they were talking, right? Because, like, it's cool when you see a couple, a married couple, and they have something in common. I don't know what your wife is like, but I can tell you, my girlfriend, when she needs to eat... Like, if you don't go get food within five minutes, no. all hell is going to break loose. What happens when Sarah's hungry? Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota running like a Toyota.